0: Welcome to Business Aspirin, Pain Relief for
1: Business. Clint Junell has managed a restoration company in Dallas since 2008 and is one of the top drying experts in his region. Clint is also the co-founder of JobDocs, a software developed to help his team manage their overwhelming volume of projects. On the podcast, Clint brings together business managers and leaders to share with you how they have overcome their business pains and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Clint Junell.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Business Aspirin. I'm your host, Clint Junell. And today, I have with me Lisa Popovich-Smith with Citywide Facility Solutions in Columbus, Ohio. Lisa, how are you?
1: How are you, Clint?
0: I'm doing really well. I'm so grateful to have you on. Uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation. I think it's going to be awesome. Great. So tell us a little bit about Lisa. Tell us a little bit about Citywide.
1: Oh, goodness. So uh, Lisa and Citywide, um, well... I was a competitive cheer coach for 18 years. I I graduated from the Ohio State University. And I I went into my major, which is irrelevant to what we're talking about. It wasn't for me. And uh, through cheerleading, I met a lovely lady named Stephanie. And her husband had opened within five or eight years um, citywide of Columbus. Um, He was franchise number four so he, he is a visionary, he has entrepreneurial spirit. And she said, Hey, my husband has a job opening for a sales associate. And I, I said, well, what does he do? And it's funny now looking back at citywide and what we do <laughs> is I feel like we do pretty much everything <laughs> that said, I, I mean, I was, I was a, a, a fashion marketing cheer girl. I'm like, what is a tile? he's telling me about cleaning floors and all kinds of things. I think I literally went home to my fiance, which is now my husband. And I said, well, this is 12 years ago, 2011. I said, well, he was talking about tiles. I remembered absolutely nothing from the interview. <laughs> um, fast forward. I think forward. they take out the trash or something. I don't know. What yeah. They do I don't there. know. So I learned, I learned what the company does. Uh, I evolved <laughs> into sales executive roles and sales manager roles and, and he and I started to kind of take an interest in the company as a whole. Again, I'm still coaching on the side at that at that point. So, as sales manager, I started helping him with operations. He put me through a nice training program, and in 2019, I was promoted to general manager. And about four months later, the pandemic sent us home. So, my first real year in in that role, we were very blessed, and I was able to grow the company uh, three million. And today we've went from 3.8 million as GM to now I'm chief operating officer, and we will hit around 30 million this year. So in just awesome. few short years, we've been able to. That's do a
0: short period of time. That's amazing.
1: Yes, yeah, so some 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 significant growth, which which comes with many many fun challenges to weave through.
0: <laughs> sure it does. Sure it does. So let's talk about uh, because that's some interesting information, right? So let's talk about some of the things that you said. Um, one, you were in the middle of a pandemic when you kind of took your role. And so we hit the pandemic and suddenly everything pumps the brakes, right? And the, I would imagine during that time, there was no, like there's no need for facility services. Mostly what you do, uh, let's tell everybody kind of what you do, but I think mostly what you do is going to be office space commercial building type, including janitorial and facility maintenance and let, let's talk about what all that is.
1: Yes, so that is the conception citywide started in 1960 as 60s as a janitorial provider. Okay. Um right around turn of the century they expanded into multi services franchising different offices because our clients were going to our ownership in Kansas City and they were saying, well hey, Do you know someone that can help me with this? Do you know someone that can help me with that? So they transitioned our business model into full facility solutions. So janitorial is still a very main focus. It's something that we've mastered as a network across the country into Canada, hoping for other expansion in the future. However, now we've become masters of 20 plus different facility solutions. So anything from, I like to say, the roof to the curb, if it's a commercial property, we can support it. In the pandemic, we did have to get creative. Now, while everyone kind of went home in different realms, if you will, office sector, uh, 24-7 manufacturing, distribution, uh, decontamination, none of that went anywhere. So a lot of uh, folks and facilities actually were able to, if they ran a good organization and they didn't have to do layoffs and and, and they were out of the box thinkers, we were able to really help a lot of people during that time.
0: So what did you shift? How did you shift to find the things that needed to be done? And like, this is the perfect part of what business aspirin is about, right? Like Right. A lot. Everybody, everybody listening to this, has gone through the pandemic. Some of us were able to have uh, some successes. Some stayed the same. Some closed. In your case, like you're 10 times what you were when the pandemic started, which means you pivoted somewhere. We did. And found something. So let, what
1: what was that? I think that whenever an obstacle occurs in business, you know, leaders have two choices. They can run with the flow of the river and put their head down and be sad, complain, talk to their peers and kind of stew in that. Or our pivot was full on gas pedal marketing and r- outreach. And while we always have done marketing and outreach, we took it to the 10th power right. and we we got everybody involved, right? Because your day-to-day leaves you more time when obstacles prevent you from needing to visit your clients Mm. or going into buildings where you're not allowed anymore, right? Because they're trying to keep us all separate. So we put our our foot heavy to email campaigns, a lot of phone calls, a lot of voicemails, letting people know, guess what? You are still, your business is essential. You are still active and your, your current vendors, they may have gone away, but citywide is still here. And so we did a a ton of um, consulting over the phone. And, you know, a lot of the decision makers in a lot of these facilities, you know, maybe production manufacturing still have to go on. Trucking still has to go on. Medical, they still have to see their patients. But maybe those decision makers are social distancing. Maybe they were at home. So a lot more uh, kind of consulting over the phone versus in person and 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 we were available 24/7 and uh it, it was our entire team because what so, else do we have to do right yeah, we're just, yeah. so we're used to having to go places and now we're just answering the call all all hours so all, all, at, at all
0: 10, 10x in your business did you pick up new clients to make oh, that yeah. growth did you pick up like did you add new services like were you doing facility decontamination for COVID like, what, what were the things that really triggered the, like you did a bunch of work to make sure people still knew you were present. Yep. Right. Which is excellent. And I think that's a viable point that people need to understand. It's like people have to know that you're there and that you can provide the services. Cause that's the first thing that the reaching someone is the first thing on any kind of business really. Right. They have to know that you exist and they have to know you can provide the service. In that case, they had to know that you were still providing it, regardless of what the market economy world was doing. We're still here. You still need this in some capacity. So as a result of the outreach, did you pick up a bunch because other companies were like, oh, we can't go work? Like
1: we picked up a ton of new clients because one, we were available (laughs) two, we were quick to respond. Uh, Three, our last name is solutions. So we were going to find a solution there was a uh, supply chain issues, right? So we're going to pull on our network across the country into Canada and we're going to find that sanitizer. We're going to find that disinfectant. We're, we, we actually learned a lot because of the different standards and measures that you know you could take an industry like daycare, completely different than medical, completely different than anyone else. And so it was a great time of, of uh, accelerated learning. For a lot of us and doing research to have something to to help them with you know whether they bought it from us or not we were able to facilitate and point them in the right direction and we didn't have our handout i mean we were thankful to talk to anybody because we you know when those doors shut there are a lot less people to talk to and we became um partners really with a lot of people maybe they called on us for one item Maybe they used us for, for one decontamination and three months later, they're like, hey, you really helped me with this. Now, how? what kind of paint should I use to paint this building? Now, if you flip, though, um, we, were, we were a little no-nonsense with allowing our team to fall into a disinfecting company. We are not a disinfecting company. We are experts, however. Um, we are certified to do those things. But we really uh, took advantage of uh, the lack of um, thinking, I, I guess that might not be a good word, but the the lack of strategy on, on our competitors. Uh, when you send a bunch of people home from the office, it's a, an ideal time to do a remodel. When you send a bunch of people home from the office, that's when you get your floors replaced. That's when you do a lot of those items that people are in the way, and it's never a good time. Um, so we really actually helped people with a lot of different things that space created sure. opportunity. Sure, that's excellent. They were saving right? a lot of budget on utilities, and they, yeah. you know, thought thought ahead. So we did it. We did a ton, but we nice. did not want to fall into we are disinfecting.
0: So then, in that case. How much of the like the remodel type stuff kind of fades away when people are back in facilities?
1: Is, it, you know, it's is it still
0: picking up now?
1: It's funny. I think we we receive a a blessed amount of referrals. And that's, I think, due to all of the different people we got to help in a weird time. Um, so that business is continu- continuously picking up. Um, We've entered different industries that have never outsourced before and we've solved some issues for them Um, and they don't have to worry about those hourly employees not showing up because citywide will help them and probably save them some money um, on budgets with even just giving supplemental labor to groups that don't need that all year. Uh, maybe sure. they lose their supplemental labor staff to the Amazons or the peak seasons of the world. Sure. Um, they don't have that issue anymore. So, okay. well, one of the things that I
0: hear you saying, which I think is brilliant, and a lot of people can learn from this, is one: pay attention to what's going on in the market at the time, react to it quickly. But then the biggest thing for me, and what you were doing here, is that you were you were becoming a resource, a a provider of solutions, like. Whatever it is, I don't care what it is. Pick up the phone and call Citywide. That's right. I will answer the phone. I will find a way to solve your problem, regardless of whether it's something that makes me money or doesn't make me money. I want to be your resource. And that yes. leads to a lot of opportunities, which is the reason you're getting so many referrals. Right. It's like, That's right. Oh, well, Lisa was taking care of these things for us. So uh, I'll just call Lisa like what you said. So what color do you think we <laughs> should paint these walls? Camouflage. I like camouflage. You sure you want me to pick the colors? But okay, right? Uh, But that's great, right? That's brilliant that people are looking that direction. So I love it. I I love the fact that you were mindful enough, um, and and your team and whoever gets credit for all the the ideas to go, hey, this is what we're doing the direction we're going to recognize, uh oh, this could be really bad. But instead, let's touch base with everybody. Let's go, hey, Here's an idea. You can't be in your building anyway, so let's remodel. What
1: projects do you got to get done?
0: So let's talk a little bit. Like, so for us here in Texas, right? I'm in I'm in DFW. There were some office buildings that you know some of these big commercial companies shut some of their stuff down, but Texas really didn't shut down. right? Right? We had a couple of weeks where everybody's kind of going, "Okay, wait, what? What's happening here? What do we need to do?" Uh, and then there was a lot of activity still. Um, and so like, even my son plays ice hockey. And we were continuing to play hockey through the pandemic, oh, yeah. you know? And so uh, Ohio was open a little bit more too as well, right? Like it, as a state, I mean, you weren't shuttered like Canada, right? No. Where Canada's like, okay, nobody can leave their house. If you walk outside, you're going to get tased or whatever happened in Canada. I don't know really what's happening here. I don't want to get into the political side of that. I'm just saying like, there were places that were locked down. Yes. Right? So what was it like for you guys there as you're making this move
1: you know ohio is a, is a weird place to to live uh right. socially when it when when you're dealing with here's what i'll say ohio people follow the rules until right. no one holds the rules accountable and then okay there i guess there are no rules so what we did to, I mean, we're essential, quite quite literally. Sure. We were definitely sure. essential in in the realm of cleaning facilities and disinfecting. Gave everybody a letter. Keep this in your car. You're essential, and that we were fine. So right. I I think it really just de- depended on the outlook of the leadership in that facility. I mean, you could go to two office buildings side by side, and one of them's like what you described in Canada, and one of them is like That's Florida, good. Texas. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So- yeah. So it, oh, that's where I say Ohio is a little strange place to live. Sure. It 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 truly it doesn't matter. Everybody's pretty kind to each other and respectful of however someone wants to run their organization. And we just kept it moving.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. So let's talk about other pain points, and we can talk about prior to you taking on the COO spot. We can talk about since you've taken on the COO spot outside of the pandemic. What are as you've moved this company and this trajectory to like 10X, what are some of the pains that you experienced and what were some of the solutions to those pains?
1: Well, well, number one, I think it was said best at a uh, Say Hi to the Future event that happened to be in Columbus, Ohio. Say Hi to the Future. I'm plugging them. They are great. If they come to your city, I highly recommend attending. Okay. But the gentleman said, man made the box there's no box. You know, people talk about thinking outside of the box. There's no box. Okay. So I think business leaders, business owners, I see, I see two different types of people every single day. Very rare do I see someone fall in the middle, you know, people buy or start a business and they either think it's going to magically be successful or they work really, really hard and they pivot and wiggle until they are in a good stream of success. You know, people ask me all the time, how did you, well, well, it wasn't because I clocked out at 4.15. Because if you don't get bottom line, if you don't get the people right, and you are not effective at communicating, which I've, I've had challenges with communicating exactly what you're, you're willing to tolerate and what your bottom line is. Okay. You're going to struggle. So With all of this, again, from the pandemic, with all of this that you see online about let your people work from home and have a great culture. And if their work is done, don't hold them to a nine to five. Well, the reality is that that does not work in what we do. We are a customer service sales and management company. Okay, so there's not a project that you have 16 weeks to accomplish and you... (laughs) You work from home and you get it to your bosses or your leader, or your director. I mean, what we do at citywide, that doesn't work.
0: Right. So
1: I battled as a leader, allowing my leaders to run their departments. I see red flags. I see what's coming down the pipe. and and but yet, I have to allow leaders to figure it out for themselves and be there to guide. Now, if they don't take my advice, that's a problem I'm going to have to deal with down the road because I told, sure. you know, I told you, sure. uh, um, and and that does rear its head from time to time, sure. but but I was blessed to have our CEO of Citywide here locally say, hey, try it. And so without that, I wouldn't have any of the little about amount of wisdom I do have sure. um, in, in my head without trying, failing, stubbing my toe or watching, having- so pretty- then-
0: so then do you afford your supervisors, leaders, whatever term you just use for them, do you afford them the chance to stub their toe a little bit and fail a little bit?
1: Absolutely. Okay. We run EOS here at Citywide of Columbus. Um we are very strict to all of the one-on-ones, the meetings, the the guide to EOS. And um you can tell, Clint, whether a leader is buying into that process or not by the by the frolicking that one's team may do so eos has really helped me kind of see those did you implement that i was was a part of that implementation your leadership team team
0: at the time of well at the
1: time that we implemented this back in 2018 we were we were about 18 people deep you know we were tiny so there were like four of us sitting at a table looking at each other and you got to evolve from there and you got to you got to take EOS for what it is, any business management program, and you have to apply it to what's relevant for you. Sure. So we we had to stub our toe a little bit through EOS into getting a good drumbeat rhythm of how that's going to apply to a citywide office. Yeah,
0: sure. Well, it looks like you've done it well uh, because you've had some pretty good success over the, the past little bit to to navigate that sort of thing um, and and had some really great growth. I mean, it's it's pretty impressive to go from where you were in the middle of the pandemic at the start of the pandemic to where you're going to finish this year uh, and we're talking a three-year window right yes um, that's amazing and it, thank you it, it, it had to hurt
1: oh it hurts like still to this day, so it hurts every day so
0: what's the what was the biggest like what was the hardest thing to accomplish in terms of this amount of growth it was it was it staffing was it logistics on being able to complete these projects? Like what, what was your biggest hurdle in 10Xing a business in three years?
1: You got to add a lot more people. And there aren't always people to promote up when they didn't exist in the first place to learn their craft. So one, you have to get the people right. But when you do, and I'm a firm believer that I don't think any organization is uh, ever going to have every seat perfect. Okay. But you have a responsibility if you and when you get the people right, the vast majority of the people, they're going to drive the bus, and you better be ready with the policies and procedures and updated SOPs on all those processes. And it's in tandem. So some people say, "I got the people right, but the ball's rolling away. Well well, what did that's that's on you. Or sure. they say, we've got all these processes, and no one will follow them. Well, that's the people. So it's in tandem. Sure. Um, And you have to be ready for that. And you have to be willing to, you, you have a responsibility in, in servant leadership to identify or have a team around you that's able to identify when you need to write something. And then you cannot shove all new processes down, down a, a, a company's throat in one quarter. So you no. have to prioritize what you're rolling out, be ready to explain the why, Be ready to make that accessible and make sure the team knows where to find that. And then on to the next priority. And we got a little SOP happy and it was needed, but now we're in a nice rhythm of, of, of pushing some of those processes out in a way that more it's better digested.
0: Sure. Okay. So everybody listening is going, okay, 10 xing your business. Did you have to 10 X your staff? Because none of us can find employees that are willing to stick around and willing to show up for work. Right. Everybody's going, what the heck is going on? So what's the magic sauce here, Lisa? Like I don't
1: one culture, we got to tell them. And I think culture, culture is not just, it's really fun to be around the people I work with, but that's a huge part of it. So number one, culture and fun. If you work hard, you have to create opportunities to play hard for people No one on this planet should have to report to a job every day. That's not why humans are here. So if you have to do that, make it a little bit of fun, Uh, reward, uh, celebrate winners, celebrate high performers and make it a big deal. I'm not talking. So then then you're
0: you're working on your, that's what you do to keep them, right? What you're telling me is what you would do to keep them. The culture's good. You're rewarding them. They enjoy coming into work. But how do you, how are you finding them?
1: Oh, it's it's not for the faint of heart. And, you know, I've probably interviewed in four or five years, over 2,200 people, a lot of the me (laughs) role. And I still do. I still do (laughs) a lot of the me role in this world. And I'm in a couple different organizations where I'm finding this to be a, a lot truer. They hire an amazing HR person. And then Leaders and then they will, you know, go through whatever interview process that a company could have. And what what I what I took over was similar to what others experienced. Anyone with a pulse that brushed their hair would get hired. Well, no, I don't owe anyone anything. They owe the company that they're going to work for and get and take a paycheck from and get health and all the things. So. We are very slow to hire today. We are fast to get rid of the poison. Um, We've set up enhanced all the things so that it's very clear and someone knows where they stand. But I think that that leaders forget they have to teach what made them successful. So, you know, when I'm doing my one on ones with my leaders, it's, hey, you know, like just today. I said to my uh she my office manager evolving into HR director people, and I said, if you have to sell a candidate to me, there's no reason that you even bring them yeah. to my lap as a considerable applicant. Beyond that, though, teaching what to look for, are we have to protect people we don't hire just as much as we have to protect ourselves from who we hire. And if we meet someone that's not going to jive with with the the folks, you know, and and your part of the culture, yeah, sure. Then you've got to protect them too, because why would you hire someone, even if they could be great, to make them uncomfortable?
0: Yeah, sure, sure. So yeah, it's, on their end, right? Like they're saying exactly, it's best for you if you don't come to work here. Right.
1: You know, I get we, it. I we, can appreciate we that. We say bad words. We 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 <laughs> have fun. We are aggressive. We are fast. So if I if I take someone who's who doesn't match some of that, it could be very overwhelming yeah. to work in a a very high speed, urgent environment.
0: Sure. <laughs> Yeah, sure. And then it's not good for them. It's not good for you. No. Uh, and if they already have a job and you're taking it from something else, I get it. That's tough. Yes. Well, so how many, how many of you hire out of the 2,200, what percentage of those are you hiring? And then how many employees do you have now? So you've hired a thousand of them and terminated 600 of them. Like where, oh, no. where are we at?
1: Oh no. Oh no. Okay, I would so say ten, maybe 10% have been. You've
0: hired, you've hired maybe 10%. So out we of have, the 2,200, you've hired, you've hired 200 of them
1: or are in a waiting bullpen for a role.
0: Yeah. Um but you 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 terminate quickly if if in the hiring process something you miss something, right? Which can happen, right? I just missed it. They've faked it well enough. They're a chameleon. They can play the game well enough in the interview to to sure. say there are these things. So you've hired 200 of 2200 and you've terminated how many of those?
1: Well, we are we have roughly 60 people.
0: Okay. Perfect.
1: I think that's I think
0: that's good for our guys to hear, right? For executive uh, you,
1: management, um, yeah. admin roles, accounting, like those folks that report here and not to do their skill, not our partners that go out and do yeah, the
0: yeah. work. Sure. So. yeah, that's excellent. Well, I love it, Lisa. And uh, you know, I told you I would try to be mindful of the time because you've got some things to do. So if you you need to be off now.
1: No, I've got good. I've I've got some time.
0: Okay. Um, so I'm going to give you the floor to tell me one last thing, like the, the information you've given us is spectacular. I love hearing it. I'm amazed at your growth. I'm in awe of what you've done. I think you're spectacular. Right. Uh, and so I'm grateful for you being on here with us. What is one thing that we haven't mentioned yet that you'd be like, hey, if you're going to run a business, if you're trying to hit that next level, uh, if you're opening a business, whatever, what what is the thing that Lisa would say, do this?
1: You need to find the root cause of whatever is not going well, whatever metrics aren't being hit and make sure, I don't care if it's 40 people to find one, that you are setting yourself the time to make sure you're hiring the right people, good people. And I don't just mean excellent at what they do. I mean, you have to be a good person and and you have to do right by people that trust you no matter how small or, or, or large their investment, right? And you have to find good people. Their response yeah. should be yes, ma'am, or yeah, yes, absolutely. sir. That's it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, so it's, I think that's vital, right? And, and people in doing say that- say it,
1: Clint. They say it, but they don't live and breathe it. Right. You hear it every day, you, the people, the people, but- I, I see the effort made by my by my peers and in, in other businesses or my mentees and I'm like no 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 that's that uh uh putting a, a job out there on indeed that's not going going yeah. to get you there.
0: Well then so like what the, the, the thing that's great about this is we're on EOS too. And so yeah. a lot of our guys we've talked about EOS on the podcast. So if they've listened, they understand what you're talking about. If you haven't heard us yet, guys, and, and you're listening because Lisa is the one that's on, uh, EOS is a an entrepreneurial operating system. It's a, a method of finding your core values and understanding who your team is and being able to find your people. So she's when she's saying find the right people. There are the ways to find people through us, and you can have people that are amazing salespeople, but they're cancer to your culture because of who you are and you can't have them. That's what she's talking about. But just yesterday, um, one of my guys that's on my leadership teams, like, Hey, I got a buddy that needs a job. And so if he's saying to me, Hey, I've got a buddy that needs a job. That's the first indicator of, okay, he's going to be great. Right? So this guy comes in yesterday. His name is Sean. Um, and he had tried to run his own business And what he realized in trying to run his own business is he couldn't turn it off. And so he would go home and he couldn't be a husband. He couldn't be a father because he always knew he had these things to do. And that's part of it, right? Like if you're going to be successful, that's just part of how that goes. And you and I both know that he didn't want to be that, which is great. Not everybody's wired for the entrepreneurial side of things and that's okay. But he, he went to work for another guy. That business went out of business because they just couldn't, he wasn't a good business guy and things imploded. He went to work for another guy and This guy literally was like, F you, Uh, but the F is this, what's going on and blah, 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 blah to to this guy. And he's like, all right, that's it. I'm done. And so he, he came to us, he reached out to Patrick, Patrick, but he's like, I know that's not the culture where you are. And so we hired him. He came to us strictly off the fact that what I would call the net promoter score, our guys are talking about the fact that this is a good place to work. And as a result, This guy wanted to interview and come to work for us. We hired him yesterday. I don't really know what he's going to do even yet. Right. But he's the right fit for our culture. And he's got some skill set. He like, this dude is making custom cabinets and Murphy beds and completely hidden doors and weird stuff. And I'm like, okay, we don't really do that in house, but if you can do that, you can, there's some things I can use you for. I can plug you in and we can make it successful. So I love hearing you say what you're saying. Well, Um, and and
1: you you have to be able to create roles. You know, I, I would, I would enter a new, a new title. In into get the email address back from our corporate. They're like, what are you doing now? What's this girl gonna <laughs> do? What's this, what's this definition? And and I'm just a firm believer that if you find those that talent, you create a space and you figure it out. Absolutely. Uh, I have I have a role right now, sits next to me. I don't know what she helps three different departments. I don't know what you call her. We call her an executive associate, girl, learn it all but she's talented and she was a great asset. And sometimes you don't, again, with the box, you don't have to, there's no box, right? To run a business. Oh, sure. uh, and, and you definitely don't want to avoid talent because you don't have a, a, a title for them. Right. You right. gotta get creative. Well,
0: I brought him in as a, what I called him, a utility player. You're gonna be a yeah. utility player. I'm gonna teach you how to do this side. I think you're going to wind up on this side with this guy and he's going to be the one that utilizes you the best and the most, but we'll start you this, be here tomorrow. And yeah. Like, all right. I'm, I'm in. I love So it. I love hearing that from you, Lisa, and I'm super excited and I can't wait for us to circle back and stay connected and yes. get this thing posted and all ready to go. And um, there's probably a lot more I can pick your brain on later. And that may be what we do. So awesome. Um, thanks so much for being on. I'm so no, excited about what you've me. done and and your growth. And I'm looking really forward to being able to chat
1: with you again. Thanks Clint. Have a great day. All right. We'll see you. All right. This has been a business aspirin pain relief for business podcast. If you're a business owner trying to overcome your business pains, follow us on Apple podcasts or visit our website for more information, job-docs.com.